Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. We now pick up for part two of our free-for-all discussion, where we talk about all the media we've been consuming in the past few weeks. Enjoy. I uh, checked out Stranger Things uh, 4, the first episode. I love Stranger Things. I love that world. I love just uh, going back to the 80s and the music. The new character they introduce, Eddie, is fucking fantastic. But I love that they knew the social groups pretty well of the way they were. But I didn't have a social group that was like the D&D nerds and the heavy metal nerds. They didn't really <laughs> intertwine like they do in this. Uh, they were kind of separate. And man, if there was a D&D club at my school, fuck, I would have joined it. Uh, but I, there were just not that there was not a massive group of nerds that I grew up with. So uh, it's because it's we don't have basements in Texas. <laughs> That, <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. But uh, they, they kind of bring up the satanic panic, which is mm. great. I mean, that whole time period is just, I'm just so fond of. So I love watching the kids that get to act in that uh, arena and seeing Eleven uh, grow up and uh, adapt to what Joyce wears. Like she, she doesn't know how to dress like a girl. So she just dresses like Joyce does. And so Winona Ryder, who is just wearing flannel and, and just looking like a mom who's working at home is so great to see. I love the little touches and uh, Lucas, who's trying to like break out of the group. Uh, I've always thought of Lucas as like the Warren uh, Warren Worthington the third of, of oh. this. You know, <laughs> he, he's the angel. He's the kid, who right? Has, right. The good family and money and everything, and and uh, yeah, he's part of this nerdy group, but he doesn't want to be. You know, like he he's yeah. trying to find his out. Uh, and they bring back Erica, uh, Lucas's little sister, who is the. I mean, if it wasn't for Eddie, she's the star of the first episode. I mean, they do a great D&D basketball side-by-side storyline where they're, the kids are playing D&D. Uh, Lucas is playing on the basketball team, and they're comparing the two of what it's like to play and what a clutch game is like to roll that 20 uh, and get the kill at the end or yeah. sink the game-winning three-pointer. Uh, they really they directed the first episode so well. The thing that concerns me is every episode is like a movie because it's over an hour. So you've got to dedicate time to it. So we're, so our new regiment is Sandman episode and stranger things episode and just play in those two worlds. And then when we're done, it's, it's, I love it. It's so much fun. Nice. That's awesome. Um, Do you guys watch stranger things? I've, I watched the first three seasons, but I just have been gone around to this fourth one. Okay. I just watched the first season, and it was funny. My my uh, my wife, brother, and I were hanging out yesterday, and he he also asked us the same question. And my wife and I have only seen season one, so we we've got to watch the rest. But it's again that kind of show that we're gonna probably watch with our our daughter, because um, she's old enough now. So. Oh yeah, she's the same age as the kids in season four. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I mean, you got in, you got one more thing, Claire. I, I did watch uh, Hellstrom, so you guys don't have to. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu, has you're a good all, man, Clay. Hulu yeah. has all ten episodes. It, it, it's funny. Every time I finish something on Hell on uh, on Hulu, it tries to make me watch Hellstrom. Like that's what it like. It says it'll start playing next. I, it's, it's not good, but it's not bad. I will tell you this for 10 episodes, they do a show, the equivalent of a mid range supernatural episode. You know, Mm. it's, it's okay. Um, The only real ties to the Marvel universe are uh, they reference Roxxon. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it. So, uh, the only the only other cool fact I found is because they shoot so much of it in a mental uh, hospital, that was a mental hospital also used on Arrow and also used in Supernatural. Oh, huh. so, but the actors are fucking. That's the best part. Okay, I'm gonna go through the good things. 
first, produced by Blair Butler. So if you watched uh, G4, she was always the uh, comic correspondent. Oh, she yeah. knows her shit. Um, I I was always a big fan. So if I would love to see these characters come back. I mean, I want to see a supernatural Marvel universe that has these characters. Uh, the actor that plays Damien Hellstrom, great. I loved him. You know, another British actor pulling off an American accent. The sister, <laughs> uh, who they just call Anna instead of Satana. Oh. She's great, but the wild-ass thing I learned is she's Jack Lemmon's granddaughter. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait a and, minute. And it's weird because they dress her like... You, when, when I remember reading uh, John Byrne's Superman and John Byrne's wife was like a fashion designer. So Lois Lane was always wearing like current fashions and, and different clothes mm. than typical people in the Marvel universe. Uh, so, so does Anna Hellstrom in this. She just has a different look and she stands out in a lot of scenes. They do give her garbage dialogue at times, but she's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, like I kind of like those two at times their characters have to, you know, get at each other uh but the whole first season is kind of dealing with the fact that uh their mom is crazy the actress that plays the mom is incredible because she has to pull off this possession and play their mom and play their younger mom and she's incredible like she does wow. this she does a couple of evil looks that just kind of catch you <clears> off guard now, this is a show I put on in the background, but I would find myself kind of going to it every now and again when they would have good moments. Uh, they have characters called the Keepers that are supposed to oversee certain things. And uh, they're they're good characters. And I would I, if if they ever port these over to the MCU, bring bring this cast, bring this cast because it was awesome. Uh, I know in the comics, Damien Hellstrom's father is a demon who pretends to be the devil. He's not the actual, he's not actually Satan. He's just a demon. They, this is where they missed big time because they don't show you who plays the father until the last episode. And it's Mitch Pileggi from uh, X-Files, who was the big boss. Oh, yeah. He has, he has one scene that he just destroys. He's so good at it. But yeah, the show even gave me X-Files vibes, you know, wow. uh, just, just the tone and colors uh, of a yeah. lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, some of the some of the uh, Satanist uh, type stuff they do works okay, but again, they do it like a formula TV show, so it's just kind of you know routine stuff. I will say the opening is kind of supposed to tell you the story, and it does a pretty decent job. I kind of loved the opening after seeing it play over and over again because it's all done crudely, like children's drawings of oh what wow kids look like growing up and what they went through because this the demon that possesses their father killed like he he was a serial killer so the kids have grown up knowing their dad was a serial killer but realistically he was possessed by this demon and ah. so they have to pursue this weapon to kill him and when they get the weapon they have to go through all the deaths that their dad had committed and feel all that. Yeah. So yeah, kick this off. The music plays Damn. well with That sounds cool. Yeah, I don't want to share the sound because I don't I don't want to get us. Oh yeah, it would rip us, yeah, rip us down. Yeah, there's yeah, no Sydney Lemon. Elizabeth Sydney Marvel. Lemon. Elizabeth Marvel, best actress in the show. I like it. This is giving me a uh uh Babadook by yeah. with uh with mm. the drawing. Really? Oh, that looks insane. I hate it already. Yeah. There's Blair Butler. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Uh, I'm going to put this on. I, I don't know. There's there's so much good TV out that I really, like, if you don't hook me with a, sorry, I, I know we're, we're about to move on to you, Josh, but I'll throw in one thing. Because I thought Clay told us to watch The Resort, not The Rehearsal. So I watched the first episode <laughs> of The Resort. It's Which I, I, I also want to see it. It looks good. I mean, is it good? Uh, it, it it's fine. It just didn't like really hook. Like it didn't hook ah. me enough to like. It's only five episodes and they're all very short. So I should have like I will get to it because um, I have I have Peacock. But but yeah. Uh, sorry, Josh. Go ahead though. Go, I just want to throw. But there's there's so much that like I want to like what I'm watching. I want it to be the really good. Otherwise, like there's no room in my schedule for you. Right. Right. <laughs> and well, and I mean, and I 
infamously do not have time to watch stuff, right? Yeah, Joe and hasn't even watched Ms. Marvel. I haven't. And and it's exacerbated. I haven't finished Moon Knight. It's exacerbated by the fact that I'm trying to get my family to watch it, and they have even less time. You better hurry up because uh, a She-Hulk's coming out this week, buddy. I know, God, I know, and I'm so excited for it. Um, we could probably watch that at dinner, right? If they cool. keep the episode short, I think we could. Throw it that it on seems dinner. like they will be short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, turning to comics, uh, I I read a load over the past month and here's just a smattering um first off i just want to give huge props to S- superman space age and mm. everyone knows i'm a huge mike allred fan but what and what else has uh mark russell written uh he um, did the flintstones he did the snagglepuss uh gotcha okay does it hoy books i'm trying to remember yeah. the the second coming second coming okay because I had not read him before, although I heard about his work like on Snagglepuss and the Flintstones. This book is such it's I would say it's not an amazing conceit. But what I find fascinating is when you st- I went in totally cold. I only knew the title and it was drawn by Allred. <clears throat> I would say for about the first half of it. Yeah. And not all robots um, for about the first half of it. uh it, it, you think you're going to get one of these amazing Superman stories. And it's really, really good. I mean, it like, it just, it reads like a beautiful, touching Superman mm-hmm. story. And then it, I don't want to say it takes a turn because it builds it up well, but by the end of the first issue, it's much more like um, uh, New Frontier. Yeah, like you realize you're getting a, a an alternate history of the origins of yeah. the DC Silver Age. Yeah, and that I was not anticipating. Um, and it doesn't. I don't think it harms at all the Superman story it's telling. It, it's okay. all tied together really, really well. Um, I just I I loved it, and I also want to give credit to the fact that this pulls off a thing where. First off, seeing Clark and Lois's relationship develop feels very natural and very organic, which I think yeah. is hard to do in 2022. And equally hard to do is to present Lex Luthor as a villain that can still surprise you. Yeah. And they do it wow. here as well. Oh, it's I mean, it is it is just it's a solid book. Like and and it's the kind of book that uh I would it, it, it has some humor, like it definitely has some. Yeah, humor, but it's not it. It that's not the tone of the book. I would say it's not. It's no, it's book usually had a little bit of humor, but he also yeah. did the Wonder Twins. Yeah, that's right, right, right. I would say, uh, yeah. I mean, there were never moments that made me laugh out loud, but there are lighthearted moments. I guess yes. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend this book, so, which I probably would have done just for the uh, Allred art alone. Yeah. So I was not I was not aware it was a ninety page book. Yeah. Uh, so right. uh, yeah. so when when I was doing the review, uh, I was reading it for the review. DC just let it's just a PDF on their on their file on their server, right? So I was yeah. reading it and I kept going and I was like I was enjoying the book, but I was like holy shit, I've swiped so many times. How long is this thing? So I didn't realize they were going to make three books that are like 90 pages uh, uh, instead of the, the single issue. I thought it was just going to be a single issue. But it's very much worth it. Uh, the Allreds do beautiful interior work. Yeah. Uh, oh. and, and the story... Laura's is, coloring is just beautiful, yeah, but it, it always is. So It's so much fun. I highly recommend it. It's probably going to end up being one of the... I mean, I can already tell you this is going to be probably in like Superman to read list like in the future. That was, I mean, I was only halfway through it and I started thinking that, right? Because they're just, they, I mean, again, the and, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Which is kind of my problem now buying stuff week to week is that like, I'm going to have to buy the Batman 89 collection because I love that book and it, it spans across my shift from reading digitally to buying every week. So yeah. Now, something else to mix it up a bit. To your point, Chili, uh, in the thing, uh, eight billion genie, eight billion genies. My God, this book just keeps getting so good. Great, great, great. And what I find fascinating is when I think about 
image books that we know have already been optioned, like um, I Hate This Place, which I also love, right? There are only three issues in. It's been optioned already to be turned into, I think, a prestige TV series. I could totally see this being turned into something, right? Now, it will oh, yeah. be CG, CGI heavy. It would have to be. But this book is fun as hell. It is so it great. Is so I cool. love 8 Billion Genies. Who's the writer? Um, I'm sorry? Who's the writer? Charles Soule. Uh, Charles Soule. Charles Soule and Charles Soule Brian, and Brian Brown. Brown. Yeah, so they did yeah. curse words for image prior. Uh, and so did, and really Ryan Brown did... Uh, I hate astronaut. astronauts. I hate astronauts. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah. and, and Charles was doing everything Star Wars. So, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he, he's like, he's at the he's home doing of like the, the Old Republic. Republic. What's that? Wasn't he doing the Old Republic books? He's doing the High Republic stuff. High Republic. Doing the and he's also doing the the Crimson Crimson uh, Dawn, Dawn stuff that's happening right now in the comics. Yeah, is yeah. he a he's, consultant now too? Yeah, he's uh yeah, pretty much for all the books and, and comics, he's he's right there at the I don't want to say he's the felony of that, but pretty much probably the felony <laughs> of that. I will I, I also want to give props to this for the fact that there is in this issue in particular, so if you've been reading it up to this point, um kind of issues one through three take very um they're they're very stretched out moments in time, right? So I think like Issue one is like the first twenty four hours, if that's right, and then issue two is like the it's first. The, one is the first eight minutes, then the first eight minutes. Thank you. Eight, actually, yeah, the first eight minutes, the first eight days, the first eight weeks. Uh, this one, I think, is the first. Then we I think go it's into eight, the first eight months. Right. This is the first eight weeks, but it, but it, I mean, it really begins expanding the time frame. So you see yes. what's happening and you always have the ticker of how many people are left on earth and how many genies are left. Right. Yeah. But there is, there is a reveal in this that was yes. just, just like, I felt like I got kicked in the nuts when it oh, hit wow. you and it yeah it would again oh such I a feel good feel like I'm missing uh, out I need to get I'll this. I'll uh, I'll I'll show you your uh, review copies Clay there you Thank go you. yeah um, um please 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 keep reading guilt G I L T if you're not reading it that is still kind of like a billion genies and I hate this place my absolute favorite kind of indie titles awesome. right now I don't know if image is still indie but um but yeah that's true I've I've got a few more but I, I can pass All it right. on. Let me. I just want to show you guys some of the stuff I got for the week. Uh, a bunch of these I did reviews for. So if you want a full spiel, uh, you can find that on the channel. Uh, my favorite thing this week: Samurai Doggy but, <laughs> from Aftershock. I and wanted it, to get that. I wanted exactly to get exactly what it sounds like. It's a dog that becomes a samurai because of <laughs> comic book nonsense. It's so much fun. Uh, it. I will say, if you're a dog owner, the first few pages have a bit of dog violence. No. Uh, so, so be advised. But other than that, uh, thanks for the warning. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, but like the art is beautiful. It just looks so cool. That's cool. Like yeah, it just it's so much fun. It's it's just fun, dude. Like uh, yeah, and you can you can see the full review on on the on the channel. The other thing I want to pimp out because I'm really enjoying it. I know we talk about big Marvel crossover events, but Judgment Day, it's the best thing they've done in a long, long time. It is so good. Karen Gillen, like, so the, the premise of this, for those that may not know, um, the Eternals, their whole mission is to correct uh, deviations, right? Excess deviations to eliminate the deviants. Uh, now that the, now that, the X-Men or the mutants have uh, found immortality through their, their process mm -hmm. that we, as we've seen in uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. Uh, they've realized that they are an excess deviation, so they have to be corrected. So the Eternals now... Wow. Are, they believe they have to get rid of the mutants. Uh, so if you were... So I recommend you read The Eternals run by Karen Gillan. Uh, that okay. a lot of context in that because there's there's a thing that happens there that's also kind of fueling them. Uh, and then the Avengers kind of caught in the middle of this because they live on Earth. So, like, you know, Earth is the realm of the Eternals because that's the whole machine. It's If you've seen the movie, you kind of know a little bit more about that. I think it's it's a good... 
I watching the movie before reading Karen Gillan's run really helped me just understand the higher level concepts of the Eternals. Okay. Uh, yeah, the book is really good. It's not going well for the mutants. Um, so, <laughs> really, really. Are you getting? Oh, sorry. Are you getting a sense they're maybe using this to reset that Hickman mm, universe? Uh, maybe. I don't. I mean, n I'm going to say no just based on what happened on the second issue this week. Okay. Uh, also, yes, I would love that movie as well. Uh, that, oh man, that, that'd be a strong way to introduce uh, <laughs> mutants to the, the mutants. <laughs> Eternals uh, to mutant boogaloo. Yeah, uh, real quick, the, the third deceased uh, book is out. Uh, DC's putting out. Th this is called the body bag variant because it's poly. Wow! Oh my God, DC. It's such nonsense, but I love it. You guys know I love it's it. Such nonsense. Uh, Harley Quinn is celebrating 30 years this year, so they're doing these homage covers. I have loved every one of these covers, yeah. and I've almost bought every the, one of these. The first covers. one from prior is the Detective Comics is, uh, 27. It's the yeah, it's Harley the first Street. Batman. Or maybe it's Batman yeah. number one. Maybe it's Batman number one. I think it is Batman number one yeah. because Robin appears in Batman one. So This is the um, other deceased cover I got. I love the when they do the, the little Oh, that's nice. Like the cover the, here. So like yeah. you get the reveal. So really, really fun stuff. Uh it's also summertime, so DC's doing their swimsuit variants. So Wonder Woman was out this week. Uh, I think Nightwing is out next Nightwing's week. Nightwing's next week. Yeah, I just saw I'll it. I'm picking the... up a few of those. Um and then just to, I'm just gonna show a few more things that I really liked. Uh, the Deadliest Bouquet by from Image Comics. Uh, oh. Really, really cool stuff. This was a Kickstarter that I got uh, last year, but now it's out in public form. It's by uh, Erica Schultz. Um, and then I got some variant covers from two of my favorite artists here. Um, oh, this one. Oh, this one's by Liana Liana Kangas, and the other one is by. Natalia Teresi, who did Even. Um, so, nice. and then the last thing I'll show, because there's too many of them, uh, Tom King and Elsa Chariteer have a new book called Love Everlasting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's the one cover I didn't pick up. Oh, really? It, this is the only cover I picked up. <laughs> uh, it's their, their whole take on uh, romance books and rom romance comics, but also, they have too many covers, so obviously I had to grab a bunch of them. Yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, I love this Clayman cover. Just throw I almost got that one. That. I yeah, that was my, I was waffling between which one yeah. to get. Uh, <clears throat> Tula, the Tula Lote cover. Once again, also I love her work as well. And then of course, this? Mitch Garrett's had a cover as well. So I think. Oh, okay. I was trying to see who did this cover. I got. Yours is Jenny Frizen, I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I got a bunch of comics. There's a whole more stuff, but go check out the go check out the channel. I did a bunch of reviews. I've been uh, lucky enough to have time to read a bunch of stuff. There was a lot of DC books I read this week. Uh, so but yeah, go check those out. Uh, but I'll throw it back to you, Clay. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the comics you read. I finally got to go through uh, Jock's <laughs> nice. uh, One Dark Night. Uh, I love it. I love it. It It is just an action-packed book. Uh, I think you're cheating yourself if you get it digitally. Yeah, um, interesting. I had to get the Bilson Kevich. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's Jock doing Batman, Cityscapes of Gotham. The whole story is uh, a, a, a prisoner transfer from a, a Arkham Asylum to a Blackgate. Yep. Just across Gotham in the middle of the day. And, uh, of course, you know, Batman's overseeing it and it goes wrong. And what happens? You've got uh, Commissioner Gordon and maybe uh, maybe a bad guy inside the GCPD. Yeah. I, I pitch it as the movie 16 Blocks. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But like, just Batman has to get this dude from one place to the other, and but it's it's the summer is hot. There's a blackout citywide, so like yeah, shenanigans happen. Anytime, even, Jacques, I'm sorry. Anytime Jacques draws anything in the sewers, like there's no like people. Other artists need to stop drawing sewers in Batman if they're not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it, it is so good. It, it's just like, you know, I want to that kind of stuff. Dude, it's it's amazing. I mean, this is this is Eisner winner uh Jacques, right? So I would I would love to see that this comes across like a, a John Wick Batman movie. Because it yeah. is just yeah. action tack from beginning to end. Especially that third wow. issue. The third oh, issue is def- super wick. Super <laughs> super, oh, yeah. super wick. Super wick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I uh, I'm also reading uh Scotty Young's Twig. Yes. I love Twig. Twig's great. Twig so is uh, kind of a fantasy story. I would put it in the same arena as Bone. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And just fantastic art. I mean, and I, you know, I love Scotty Young for his art, but his stories are, like I've said, every episode is the mythology he's creating and the stories he tells are fantastic. Uh, I think it's Kyle Strawn who does all yep. the art and it's so great. So good. Yeah. The thing I also like about Twig is um, they had this great way where through kind of like montage uh, double page spreads, you get a sense of the extensive travel they're doing across Mm -hmm. this world. But then it always focuses in on these like immediate intimate moments, right? As like driving the story. It's just, it's really good. It's definitely going to be in the list of books I'll hand to any kid if they say they um, they want to read a comic. The main character and his little helper thing, it's so adorable. Like they're just so cool. Like you immediately are endeared to like what they're trying to do and all that. So it has a little bit of fantasy aspects. Like it reminds me of like a little bit of like D&D shenanigans with like having to carry a mission. Yeah. So Hobbit, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what else, Clay? Um, I also I ran into Josh uh, while I was going to Half Price Books. That was and, so awesome. Uh, yeah, oh, this, I like never leave the house. Huh? This was unplanned. Unplanned. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, I cool. we had, we had stopped by there, my daughter and I, before going to see Thor because okay. we had had time to kill. And uh, as we were walking out, Clay and 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 his wife were walking in. So That's yeah, um, I had just left my back therapy, and so she's like, "Do you want to stop by Half Price Books?" And like, I can't. I can't do a stand for a long time because of, you know, my back and stuff. So I love, and I miss just hunting for books. So I just got to go and pick up a lot of stuff that I've been missing to fill up. Like, (gasps) Oh, the, the engorged man thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sadarsky's, Sadarsky's, uh, I, I got a couple of Zadarsky's Howard the Duck and uh, the Ty Templeton run. Nice. Got the yeah. great Modoc cover. Um, you know, it was just like like this. This was one Luke Cage I was missing. I just filled out like a lot of my collections. So a lot of this was just to finish off collections of, of runs I had. And I just love that so much. I miss it. Uh, she had gotten me a bunch of stuff uh, from her store in Rockwall. Uh, yeah, she works at Half Price Books, so um, she always gets to see the cool shit that comes in. And it's and so she, she someone brought in a ton of really great looking volume one Alpha Flights that I was missing. So I was able to put together wow. some of the back end of the uh, runs and bag and board them. I'm missing like 25 issues. It's uh, like the collection. The collecting part is the part I miss and love and going through those old issues, you know, the Marvel bullpen stuff, they would do Marvel profiles. There's like a Dwayne McDuffie profile in there. I'd love seeing and uh, just the stuff that they used to do in that time period. Like what's even cooler is going through the old letter columns and looking for people who now are writers, you know, music letter. Uh, but then even then they would even post the negative comments. Like there's a, there's an alpha flight letter where the guy guys like, I can't believe I paid for this. Like he's just, he's just such a hater. Like he didn't have the internet at the time to yell. So he's writing Marvel and they just reply funny. Our sales are just going to go up. So had been going up. So we're just going to keep selling these books. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, Yeah. You know, you know, Oh, go ahead, Daniel. No, go ahead, Josh, because I'm going to pivot to something real quick. Okay, well, I, I was going to say, that's the thing I've really been loving about the uh, the recent seemingly random um, facsimile uh, reprints Marvel's been doing, is I just like to flip through to see what were the ads, what were 
you know, the letters and stuff like that. I mean, they do a really good job of like cleaning all that stuff up, but preserving it, keeping it in yeah. there. Right. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad they don't change it. I wonder if they get paid again for the ad. <laughs> oh God. I, I mean, how much of the stuff in those ads are still in business? It's like the, almost all of them are the, the probably gone. ad hasn't aged very well. Um, oh no, no, no. This is, this is stuff from like the silver age. So it's like, yeah. Hey kids sell grit. You know I mean? It's, it's not. I love grit. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, since since uh, since Clay brought up Chip Zdarsky, I just want to. I had a fun interaction this week, guys. I think I share that with you guys. But uh, I'm part of the the KLC Press uh, Substack. Uh, one of the things that happens is that you get to sometimes jump on streams with them. Uh, and last this week, they announced uh, their year two stuff. Uh, so they they had Chip Zdarsky on because sometimes he will hop on the. He will help on Ryan Stegman streams and just kind of like mm. talk about that. So I was on the chat and I got to I got to ask the Batman writer a question. Uh, we were kind of joking around. Uh, I do want to wait till Clay gets back fully, but if you haven't checked out uh, KLC Press, go check out their Substack. It's really fun stuff. Vanish is coming in September, so let me just play real quick the video of them asking my question. Uh, this will make more sense, I guess, if you're reading the current Batman, but if not, but just the reaction is really cool. All right, this is from the Next Issue Podcast. Chip, have you ever considered writing a Batman story where a robot is trying to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a guest. Like, I'm a guest. I don't... <laughs> this was supposed to be a serious stream about serious details. About our serious subscription model. I'm fucking. I'm writing Batman. It's the top <laughs> book in the industry. People need to start treating me with some fucking respect. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> we need to have some more pros on so that they yell that at us. Oh, oh my god, it's amazing. For those that don't know, <laughs> what I what I asked is the current plotline of the ongoing Batman. So people were just asking stuff like that. It is really funny. Anytime Chip hops onto those things, uh, yeah. it's really funny. He's, he has a really fun interaction. So, uh, yeah, really fun stuff. But sorry, I derailed everything. But it was a good, it was oh, a good no. place to. Bring no, up. I've, I've got a great segue. So, okay, um, cool. yeah, uh, last few books I, I've been reading. I want to talk about. Uh, I picked up Detective Comics ten sixty two because it has a new team on it and. You can't pass up this cover. I mean, come on. This book is amazing. Um, I'm really, really excited to read. It's, you know, it's funny because I know, Daniel, you hear me bitch a lot about like, you know, when the, the other jumping on point was Batman. I forget the issue number, but I didn't care for it. It just, it seemed to. Yeah, the, one, yeah, the, the previous run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just seemed to be referencing a lot of what had come before. I was very confused as I usually get. Cause I don't read a lot of like Batman. This is a fantastic jumping on point. You really don't need to know much. And the story is compelling. Um, the art is great. The writing is great. Um, I, I, and honestly, I will read anything that has the word, uh, you know, nocturne in the title. Um, so just, you know, if you call something Gotham nocturne, I'm there. Uh, so anyway, yeah. really, really good book. Yeah, written by uh, it's for uh, Ram, by Ramby, uh, who was writing it. Swamp Thing. Uh, he did Layla Star, uh, the many deaths of Layla Star. Great horror writer. So definitely, this is definitely a gothic horror vibes book. Uh, yeah, the storyline. Uh, and then art, yeah. artist by Rafael Albuquerque, who's an amazing artist. He can really get those. He could get really dark. Uh, yeah, a lot of those things. So it's it's very very cool. Really interesting premise. I'm very excited. I, I like what they've been doing with Detective Comics, where every time they bring in a new creator uh, team, they kind of reset to like, yeah, anybody can just start reading this. Like they did the same with yeah. Mariko Tamaki when when uh, Mariko was on the book. Uh, so I've been really enjoying that. So you don't have to keep buying Detective Comics every every month like I do. You can just buy the stories that you want and, and, and go from there. <laughs> which which I guess is okay, but it does, I mean, it does kind of go against my whole just give me monthly stories, right? Like, yeah. just let me read Detective Comics and there's going to be some consistency maybe over a couple years of 
writer and artist and storyline and stuff like that. But, um, but conversely, as you're saying, like, you know, if I were a kid and I saw this on the shelf and I'm like, I want to read that Batman, you can jump in. Right. So it, it is a good jumping on point, like genuinely good jumping on point. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the uh, criticism sandwich. So we go from something I really liked and applaud mm-hmm. to something I, I really disliked. Oh, no. I wanted to like this book so much. I mean, come on. It's got America Chavez in it, Doctor Strange. The, and and it's written by um, Al Ewing and oh, yeah, Javier yeah. Rodriguez, right? Here's what bugged me about this book. The First off, this bugged you. Well, that I'll get to that. This is not a good. This is not a good jumping on. It's point, not right. It just I like defenders beyond number one. It's a number one. Hopefully, no. I had no clue what was going on. I didn't know half the characters. I was very confused. But I just want to put a plead out there to Marvel. Marvel, if you're gonna hire writers who are gonna provide you with a shock twist appearance on the last page maybe don't let your guest artist put them on the fucking covers ah. of the alt covers because I'm sitting there in the store and I'm like, Oh, this is a cool cover. And then I look slightly to the right and I'm like, Hey, that alt cover has X on it. Oh, I bet that spoiled something. <laughs> and they even, they even listed it as spoiler cover. I'm like, what good does that do? Polly bag it. Motherfuckers. Come on. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. It really made me so mad because I think I would have liked the book more if I had genuinely gotten to experience that twist. I I think our first podcast shirt is going to be Polly Baggett Motherfuckers. <laughs> Polly Baggett Motherfucker. <laughs> it just, oh God, it just made me so angry. And um, I saw uh, that cover. I know what you're talking about. Right. I'm doing a better job not revealing the twist than Marvel did officially. Because my comic shop, my my Josh at my comic shop, he was just like, now this is a great book, but you don't want to see this cover. Right. Right. Yeah. And don't, I mean, and honestly, don't, don't, and I I haven't seen them say this. I could see them saying this. Don't feed me some BS about, well, it's the shop's job to, you know, maybe (laughs) display it in a way it doesn't do it. No, no, I'm sorry. The shop I go to very intentionally shows you every alt cover. So you get to pick which one you want. Right. So that's not on them. That's just them fulfilling the fans desires and needs because everyone keeps producing all these all covers so or don't do it all cover then i just it made me so mad so so mad to the point where i'm not going to read the rest i'm sorry ewing and rodriguez i know you guys are working hard on it but man i i can only imagine how pissed off i think you at least definitely needed to read their previous defenders run okay that's probably part of it because that's that's kind of where a lot i mean for, for also Doc Strange is around. What have Doc Strange is dead? With, like we, he's we, just a floating head. Yeah, we all we all read him die in the other book. So like, what's happening? So it's very yeah. confusing for sure. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. I got excited because I I'm a what they call a mark for these moments of like, oh cool, that character from a long long time ago. <laughs> so, I, I will You're say, a mark. Uh, Rodriguez's uh, reveal, like the art for his reveal, is really yeah. Cool. It is. It's 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 a it's a it's a solid reveal in the yeah. book that they ruined. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't know. My shop, my shop was maybe out of that variant cover, so I didn't get to see it till. Oh, it. that's so smart. I'm surprised I didn't run into it. While well, usually when I put together like assets for the for the reviews, like yeah, they have all the. I do want to say, Bleeding Cool has a really good section of like where they do their pre. I know. I know. But their previews are really well done. They have all the assets I need, so they're very helpful. When I'm looking for pictures and stuff, uh, very high-definition high stuff instead of me Googling around. So okay. they get a cute... Then, then it's worth taking. Yeah, so it's... But that's because they're it's well taking. done. It's well done. It's just facts. They're not embellishing anything. This is just what Marvel's giving them. Which, Marvel, give us the previews. I'll do the same thing. I'll put it out. We may... <laughs> I already make so many videos in the Marvel reviews. They do yeah. such great numbers on our channel. Just reach out to us. Oh, actually, when we get to 800, I'll reach back out to you again. 
which, is, which should be very close. Every hundred subscribers, close. every hundred subscribers, I send them another email. Like, look, we are bigger now. Look how much. Anyways, uh, so yeah, tweet at Marvel to send those uh, review copies. Um, very cool. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll push him for it and to not fuck up the surprises. Um, so good, oh, yeah, bad. That's uh, that's our hashtag. Polly Baggett motherfuckers. Um, let's end on good. Uh, yeah. Dark Horses Survival Street. Yes. Holy this shit. was fantastic. So fantastic. Um, it, it <laughs> the basic the so it's uh it's written by uh, James Asmus and Jim Fastanti. Uh, art by I'm, I'm going to mess up this name. I'm, I apologize. Um, I already did in the video. Don't worry. <laughs> Abelay Kusayanov. I'm going to kind of go with um, the basic. The basic conceit. The, the conceit is set up on the very first page. It just it's all you have to know. The conceit is basically 2025. The Supreme Court. This Supreme Court pre presumptively uh, allows or extends the idea that businesses are people to allow them to run for political office. 2026, you get the first businesses running for political office. By 2028, effectively, or, uh, business entities are politicians. And you can see the change in the flag, right? The stars go from stars to logos. 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 Um, so yeah. the basic idea here is that a Sesame Street-type show on a PBS-type station gets shut down under this new regime and then you jump ahead to the future where they have become anarchist outlaws um oh, and wow. they and they are taking down the powers that be and it is it is uh, just a fun read it is great seeing how each of the characters has little callbacks to what they were like as i mean they're basically sentient puppets right they're yeah. not operated by people they like operate on their own but they're still puppets and so there are little callbacks to like what they were like before, but what they are now. One character is completely suffering from PTSD. I mean, it's it, it gets intense, but it yeah, is yeah. absolutely perfect satire. But and between between this and Justice Street, I'm really, really intrigued by comic creators just going hard nosed into contemporary political satire yeah. in really, really amazing ways. So that's a great cover. Did I say did I say Justice Street? I'm sorry, Justice League, I think it is. It's an Ahoy book. Oh. Um that I, I talked about a few weeks back. So um anyway, Daniel, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I was just gonna say, like, uh I think one of the there, there's there's also a lot of twists and turns with the story. Not yeah, everything is what it seems, so that's really cool. Uh so yeah, I was really happy to see that. Uh I was I was really happy to read that book. I really, really enjoyed it. When you brought up Dark Horse, I thought you were going to mention the other Dark Horse book that's on your list. Uh, the Frankenstein one. Oh, uh, shit. I did need to. Yeah. Hang on. I, I and I was that. like, I read that one too, uh, but I didn't know that was a continuation of the previous Frankenstein series. I uh, wish, well, I hope that they, at least in this puppet book, uh, do some version of like a Sesame Street type character so that you see like Big Bird fuck, fuck somebody up and. Cool. Characters right, here, let me... Uh, their, their mission... Yeah, here, let me... <laughs> so there's a, there's a big hippo guy basically slamming an oxygen tank on a guard. So, yeah, yeah. You, you yes. totally get that. Their mission is still uh, to educate the children of this country. It is! It's so, so good! It, that is their, like... <laughs> even though they're anarchists, their mission is still that. So it's, it's really fun. Yeah, Clay, okay, well, you really enjoyed the, the book. Yeah, I want to go back, wait, to what you're saying. So I read issue one of Frankenstein New World. And I'm uh, speaking about being a mark. Uh, you give me anything that says uh, from the world of Hellboy, and it looks like a Mike Mignola <laughs> cover. And I have not read that much Hellboy, by the way. But I will pick it up because I love that tone. I love that kind of world setting. Yeah. Frankenstein New World, A, I did not know it was a sequel to anything. So I'm glad you said that. But B, I went into it completely cold, and I loved it. Oh, me too. Me I too. oh, okay, all right. I just I I really dug it. It has this great concept where basically Frankenstein's monster is in I guess like the center of the earth, where a whole new world is being built, and he and a young girl basically leave the world to go out because he comes back to life. He's like their deity, effectively. Um, it was a really compelling story, and the art was 
beautiful. And so it was kind of the first, because I've been reading uh, the British Paranormal Society. And until the most recent issue, it was kind of boring. Um, I just, it was like, I've seen this story before. I don't get it. And then, and then the end of the most recent issue, it takes a twist that I was not expecting. And I was like, oh, I've got to read the next issue now. Right. But it took like four issues to get there. Um, this one grabbed me from the get go. I mean, it was just, it's a really, really cool conceit. So yeah, same here. And it didn't feel like it was a sequel to something. I only know because once yeah, I, I agree, I told my buddy, Nick, like, dude, this is, I think this is going to make me a bigger Hellboy fan. And he's like, you're going to be like one of the only people coming into Hellboy through Frankenstein uh, and a sequel to a story. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe, maybe the, the stuff prior is like why Frankenstein was, how he got to where he is at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I'm also a big Mark for Magnola. Like I love his, his covers and anything, anytime he has a variant, like I'll most likely grab it. Uh, so yeah, really, really. I I wish Dark Horse would also send the stuff. I reached out to them before because there's so many other books that I want to check out. But yeah, you know, once I'm at the shop with like 20 things on my hand, like I can't, I <laughs> I can't always make the effort to grab that extra thing, right? So yeah, well, yeah. What was wild was uh, those Alpha Flights that I picked up. They were in the volume one issues, like 50 through 80. Mike Mignola did a bunch of the covers, mm-hmm. and in really? fact. Uh, Jim Lee's first Marvel book is Alpha Flight, like 51 or 52. That's in that bunch. But wow. yeah, Mike, Mag- Mike Mignola doing Alpha Flight covers. Yeah. Uh, all right. We I bet are- he draws, uh, he draws, uh, oh, who's the short stout guy? Puck. 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 I bet he draws, draws Puck well. <laughs> <laughs> Everything well. Uh, yeah, we're, sure. We're at the two hour mark. So is there any one last thing you guys wanted to? throw in if not i mean we can save it for for next week or next show save it for next week we're good Um, yeah i'm done i know you had some questions too clay and you wanted us to see a trailer i just Uh, dropped some things in there if we had time so we can always push it to well the one thing is uh mystery science theater is uh this friday showing the batwoman i know it was one of my teases (laughs) a a few months ago uh but they do have a trailer out maybe we'll just tweet the trailer out uh and uh, that's going to be this Friday at the Gizmoplex, which is online, and you can just buy the one movie if you want to. But the Batwoman is batshit. It's just a crazy adaptation of this woman who wears a bikini and the bat cowl and fights crime. And they've done that one before, right? But was that under Mike that they did it, not Joel? Yeah, that, that was a different yeah. one. So, uh, yeah, this will be a brand new Batwoman. Nice. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, let's really quickly hit recommendations. Just uh, if you have one ready, I think you guys have one here. I'll, I'll do. You guys do yours first because I think you both have a similar thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I will talk about. Uh, I, I found uh, Josh gave me one of his old gaming computers, and I'm still using my other computer. So oh, well, I have these find? two. Com- huh? What did you find? <laughs> I, I, I reset I, it. He, yeah. he doesn't want that stuff. Trust me. <laughs> um, I found the greatest app to go between because I have, I'm running like three monitors and two separate computers, but with just one keyboard and mouse. Microsoft has a product called uh, Mouse Without Borders that basically, if you're on the same network, uh, you can share a key code and switch between both. So I basically run two computers on three monitors, but I can use the keyboard and mouse across all three. It just it just looks at it like another screen. So I've been able to toggle and do everything and it's free. So if you ever have that kind of scenario in your house where you're running separate computers, but you need one keyboard and mouse, I have that scenario right now. I'm running the show on one computer and then and I'm <laughs> recording and I'm using it to Okay, that's awful. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on that recommendation. Yeah, yeah. the link will be in the show notes. The second thing is Josh got me a, a subscription to Scribed, which has Here, I'll, I'll I'll share my screen for you. Hang on. Yeah, uh, it it it's like a library, but better. Uh, it's got audiobooks, it's got ebooks, it's got documents. Um, one of the I listened to Joe Perra's new book uh, on it recently. It was fantastic. But the thing that's benefited me the most, and I'm just going to get kind of heavy for here for a second, is that I've been dealing with uh, Agent Orange poisoning that my dad got while he was in Vietnam. So I was born with uh, some birth defects and some health issues. They've accelerated uh, in the past few years. And so I've been researching Agent Orange 
the document side of Scribe has helped me tons. There was a guy who had done a ton of research and he had it on a website that is now no longer active, but he uploaded all the documents here for free. So as I searched for Agent Orange background, I found all kinds of documents, all kinds of government history that of, of poisonings, cover-ups, all kinds of things that have helped me put this thing together that uh, I'm doing a write-up that people just aren't aware of. Um, I mean, my back has been so debilitated that I, you know, I'm obviously sitting way back in a chair. I can't travel a lot uh, because of Agent Orange poisoning. Um, the documents I found in there are fantastic, like just unbelievable, the things that have happened over the past 50 years. And I know we recently passed the PACT Act that Jon Stewart was pushing. That's mm -hmm. just to cover Agent Orange people who were in Vietnam. So many have died since the 70s that, you know, the, those those people just died without health care. Um, this scribed app has been so helpful to me just for that personal research. It's, uh, I, I will do a write up and uh, it'll be on my blog soon of just the history of it. And I mean, I can't thank Josh enough for it. Cause I mean, I was just going to read comics and shit, but right, right. <laughs> I, I've been finding government documents and all sorts of things that people have been putting together to research. This is just, this is better than the library. Uh, because there's stuff that I searched Google that I haven't been able to find, but I found on Scribe. That's, That's awesome. So cool. I think That's access awesome. and ac accessibility is very important, and I think something like this is, is it looks like it's doing that part of it very well. So yeah, awesome. And that was and that was sort of you know my my experience was with Scribe years and years and years ago was it was a document repository, right? People uploaded documents. I would go there for scholarly stuff that was often hard to find in repositories or what have you, hoping somebody had, you know, posted it. Um, I went, I went back here a couple months ago for that exact same purpose. I was trying to find something for research. And when I came out of the site, I was like, what is all this? Cause it used to just be documents. So now it's like eBooks and audiobooks and articles and magazines and even sheet music. And I was like, what is going on? And so you know, they offered like a, a one week free premium subscription. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Immediately fell in love. I was like, now it's my go-to place where if I see a book I want to read, I go here first and see if they have it as an ebook or an audio book. If they do and you subscribe, it's just there for you. And you can download documents and stuff as well. Um, then what really sold me on it, I was already sold. And then what really sold me on it was I was kind of going through all this stuff. Let's see if it's on this page. Um, yeah. And with your scribe subscription, they also have perks. Well, the perks include things like tune in radio premium for free. It's just included. So you get ad free streaming radio from all over the world, including things like CNN and, you know, uh, MSNBC and all that stuff. And you get con TV, which is, I'll be honest, not super great, but they do have comics on there. They have, you know, a lot of like B movies and then some like, you know, convention stuff that's all included <laughs> with your premium subscription to scribe. So it was weird for me because scribe immediately became this thing where I'm like, I can't not live with this. Right. <laughs> and then, and then I thought of clay and I was like, I'm going to get clay a subscription. Cause he could totally, he would love this, you know? So uh, it's, a, it's a life changer. Like that's how important this thing has been. It's a life changer. And, but you know, not to be so heavy on that stuff, uh, RPGs that are out of print, people have yeah. uploaded them into the document center. I've downloaded them as PDFs. And now it's like, I could play star frontiers <laughs> if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I found I found uh, I had held on to a really, really obscure White Wolf, uh, kind of their black label RPG game from like 95 called Hole, H-O-L, which stands for Human Occupied Landfill. And I held on to it because it was out of print. It was impossible to find. And the whole thing was hand drawn and written. Uh, to the point where when they made mistakes, they just put little black squares over it and then wrote the right word. And I found free PDFs of it on Scribe. And I was like, I guess I can finally sell these now. You know, like I have copies I can refer to. I don't need to hold on to these two books because it's impossible to get them. So, yeah. Yeah, um, great service. Highly recommend. When the internet goes out, you'll be, uh, you'll regret selling your books. Um, <laughs> 
Very cool. Well, e- even if I didn't, my glasses would fall off and break the minute I was going to sit down and read them. So, <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, did you? Sorry, did did you go, Josh? Is this the same one? Yeah, you- yeah, yeah. It was the same one. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, all right. Well, I have two recommendations. I was trying to log into our Patreon, but it uh, it's different now. Mm, they have to oh yeah, that. I heard the layouts very different. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Oh, I can't yeah. find our Patreon. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I can't find our patrons. Okay, here we oh, go. Oh, oh, this is weird. Our list. Sorry, I just logged in. <laughs> uh, because I did want to give a shout out to our patrons. So yeah, thanks uh, to Sabrina Sarver, uh, Mike Rappin, the I Read Comic Books podcast, and Final Neil. You guys are amazing. Um, Thank you so also, much. thanks to the people that were on the chat, uh, Chili Peen, Man Cave Theater, Leonard Kim, uh, Carlos, yeah, Carlos Tapia. Thank you guys for, for watching live. I know my buddy CJ was also watching, he didn't comment anything, but he he messaged me on Discord, like, dude, you guys were making some good points about Hellstrom. I'm like, look, I haven't seen it, uh, but claim that photo for us. Yeah, it's, it's, ten, it's 10 episodes, you know, it's a day binge, or you can turn it into two-day binge. It, it's It's got some cool body horror, but you can tell they're very limited. Like, their stunts are basically the same thing. A lot of people just pulled yeah. into walls a lot. Oh, cool. Pulled That's an easy one to do. Uh, but uh, my my recommendation, uh, guys, pick up Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler, number one, by Tomkin, Mitch Gerards. Forget all the comic books coming out this week. You have to read this one. It is fucking insane. Uh, a full review is going to be coming out Tuesday morning. First thing, uh, I, I I read the book. I loved it. Uh, you can see some previews of it already on the, on the DC website. But this Batman One Bad Day thing that they're doing, if everything is as good as this, uh, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to check that out. The other one is a self-plug. So I would, uh, if you, if you, as you know, I read comic books podcast is a podcast I listen to, and they're also one of patrons, but I'm also now a regular contributor to them. Uh, oh, hey, congrats. My, my first episode dropped this week, episode 337, I Like Unicorns, where we talk about anthropomorphic animals in comics. Uh, it was a really cool discussion. There's about 10 minutes and I was talking about unicorns, which is why the the name of the episode is that uh so please go check that out uh you know leave us some comments tell them that you like me on episodes maybe they'll you know that way they don't regret adding me onto their <laughs> how could how, yeah. how could anyone you not like you yeah. daniel yeah exactly that so uh really really fun stuff uh but yeah to to our audio listeners thank you for listening this this i know this is a long one for the audio but uh, but thank you for listening. Make sure to we'll do it. <laughs> uh, subscribe, uh, rate, leave feedback, all that stuff. I don't know what to do with podcast. You just subscribe and rate, right? Review. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Uh, also, you tell know, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, come check us out. You can see our ugly faces on on full 1080p uh, because we've updated. And if you have only ever listened to the audio version, I just want to go on record. I am a very handsome man. All right. So <laughs> lush, full head of hair. Yeah. It's uh, that's just a, a pitch perfect description of me. Picture, picture David Cross and then flip that. To the <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so disappointed when they finally like watch the video. Um, oh, no, it just is David Cross. Oh. It's it's Tobias, but less blue. Yes, <laughs> yes. I haven't I haven't blue myself yet. <laughs> he does that after the shows, usually. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I really want to try to do the the poly bag, me motherfucker shirt. So I'll see what I yeah. can do. Um, uh, but thank you. Uh, if, like, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, we are five away from 800, so I can email Marvel again. So get us there Woo! so I have some proof. Uh, and as always, thank you for watching, guys. I should have been pulling up the closing while I was doing all that, but this, this, oh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how we get to the end of the show sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's called time. It travels. At- yes, yes. It goes from point A to point B. Um. Uh, here I have to pull. Oh, here I have to. I'd sure like to fist him.
Oh, that man, is true. To, I was looking through the list. I'm gonna have to. We didn't even talk about Warner Brothers, but I'm gonna have to remove some of these. Oh, oh man. Uh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hudsonizer, you're you're a little late. We're about done, but thanks for joining. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm so happy Ben Affleck will be back on the Aquaman. Although I'm not happy that we won't see Michael Keaton. Uh, but that's that's about it. I'm I'm just vamping because I'm looking for the fucking Altronic. Other than this, I found it. Do we need to clean that up so it. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay. <laughs> keep it in. Keep it all in. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia. Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.